California's COVID-19 winter has begun. Hospitals across the state are reaching ever closer to their bed capacities, and now most of the state is under a stay-at-home order. This morning, a new tool was released that may help check some of the unmitigated spread of the virus by telling people when they were exposed. The CA Notify app will let you know if you were exposed to the virus and will help you find a place to get tested. Slowing asymptomatic and presymptomatic spread may help stymie the dangerous growth of COVID-19 cases. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lindsay Winkley, you're a part of the COVID-19 team at the San Diego Union-Tribune, and you've been covering the tech elements of these things. So let's start with the basics. What is this tool and how does it work? Yeah, so um, California Notify is an exposure notification program that's powered by Apple and Google technology that uses uh, our Bluetooth that's inside most smartphones to tell us when we've come in contact for an extended period of time, so 15 minutes or so, with somebody who later tests positive for COVID-19. And so basically the way that it works is, imagine your phone is like silently sending out little dings just constantly. And basically other phones have the ability to um, pick up on those dings and then they record them in a little spot uh, so that they know, okay, here are all the people who have participated in the program who I've come in contact with over the last two weeks. And then if any of those people uh, later test positive, a public health entity will offer uh, something called an exposure notification key. And that basically is a number that you will input into your phone and that will give the system permission to let anybody that you've come in contact with know about your diagnosis. Um, it's important to note that this doesn't track, G this isn't a GPS tracking device, there's none of that, um, because that's not required with a Bluetooth system. Um, and it's completely anonymous. So you have like a little, little number that is uh, assigned to you and it changes all the time. And so even Google and Apple um, have no way of knowing like who is sending out these notifications. So that's kind of the primer on how these work. Mm -hmm. So um, if I'm someone who has an iPhone and I want to make sure that I have this running, what do I need to do on Thursday when it finally launches? Yeah. So uh, on an iPhone, it's like super easy. It's even easier than on, on Google uh, Android phones. And that's really easy too. Um, but basically what you're going to do is you're going to go into your iPhone settings and within that menu, you're going to see something that says exposure notifications. You're going to click into it and you're going to say, I'd like to turn this on. And that's it. You're done. You're ready to go. Everything is working. Uh, with Google uh, Android users, um, basically what you'll need to do is you'll need to go into the Google Play Store. You'll search California Notify. You'll pop it up. You'll download the app and then you'll be ready to go. Um, but actually, a lot of people in California on Wednesday and Thursday could find themselves getting text messages that actually invite them to participate in the program saying, hey, would you like to opt into this? And if that's the case, all you do is say yes. Mm hmm. So how does it work from the kind of testing element of this? Is there like a, a form that you say, yes, I want to be, you know, part of this system? If I get tested, am I allowed to say, no, I don't want to be part of this? Like, can you explain it from that element? Yeah, sure. So um, it's actually like a, it's a multi-layered approach here because basically state officials really want to make sure that anybody who wants an exposure notification key, which is that thing we talked about earlier that gives the system permission to let people know about your diagnosis, 
They want to make sure that you have that if you want it. And so basically the way that it works right now is you're, you go and get a test. Um, and if it's positive, that positive test is reported to the state of California. Now, a lot of if you've ever gotten a COVID test, you're basically given the option to um, provide your cell phone number so that you can be notified if you are positive. Um, and so what the state system will do is actually kick out automatically an exposure notification key to anybody who has provided their cell phone um, and who um, basically uh, there is going to be a call center uh, that is run actually by UC San Diego. So UC San Diego was one of the first um, universities to help pilot this program and they're very involved in it and they're going to be kind of project managing it as we move forward. Um, but if you didn't provide your cell phone and you're like, I really want a key, you can contact a call center and ask for one. And once they've verified that your positive test is in fact legit, uh, then they will give you a key to submit it. This is all voluntary. It's all voluntary. So if you don't want to put in the exposure notification key into this system, you don't have to. Nobody's going to be forcing anybody to participate. Um, this is an opt-in system. And so it's really, it's really there for people who are interested in having an extra tool to help them stay safe. Mm -hmm. And uh, given that, you know, uh, as a society, we're not exactly uh, jumping the opportunity to sign up for these kind of things. How confident are health officials that people will actually use this system? Because in, you know, some Asian countries and some European countries, they've had these systems from the beginning. But, you know, those are more mandatory. While here, we have the freedom to say no. Like, does that become useless if not everyone uses it? Yeah, I mean, uh, the sad part about this sort of technology is the efficacy of the program is significantly diminished if people don't use it, right? So there are actually two um, nearby states who have put in this exact same system. So uh, Colorado launched an exposure notification system based on Apple and Google, as did Washington. Um, Colorado's actually seen a pretty decent adoption numbers when we're looking at sort of how are these things usually adopted. They're looking at about 25%, which is a quarter of their population. Um, Washington announced after they launched their program that they had a million subscribers, or subscribers isn't the right word, but people who opt into the program um, within the first several days. Um, those are all good signs, but um, if we're being honest about this, uh, the system only works if the people around you are also using it. So if I go to a an, an event or something, and I later find out that I tested positive for COVID-19, I can put that key in and push it out. And it could do me no good if none of the people that I was with also had the program. So um, that's definitely a concern. I think it's something that people have been talking about from, about from the beginning, um, particularly because there is sort of a distrust um, of these sorts of programs. Um, people are worried about you know, how is their data going to be kept private? Can this be used to track individuals? And so I will say that, um, you know, as far as privacy experts go, uh, the, the Google Apple system is certainly one of the best that's come out so far. Um, it doesn't use location data, so they don't know where you are. Um, and because that kind of identifying key, the thing that's you in the system, there's no names, everything's anonymized. And that thing rotates so regularly that it would make it very difficult to uh, scoop that data up and monopolize it in any reasonable way. Um, so, uh, you know, there are definitely some some problems. Additionally, not everybody has a cell phone. I mean, when we're talking about some of our most vulnerable populations, th 
those are older adults and many older adults um, don't have cell phones or if they do have cell phones, they're not smartphones or maybe they have a cell phone, but they don't carry it around with them. And so there are definitely sort of holes in the process. Additionally, and this is a little bit in the weeds, but Bluetooth technology wasn't really designed to do this. It wasn't really designed to approximate how close two people are. Now, just because something's not designed to do that doesn't mean it can't, um, but experts have said sort of more than once that uh, this isn't a perfect technology. Um, and so mistakes are gonna be made. You know, you and me could be sitting in traffic maybe uh, at a stoplight and if we're close enough, our phones could think that we had prolonged contact, um, you know, but obviously we didn't. More than that, Bluetooth sometimes has uh, trouble kind of passing through liquid. Um, so there could be cases in which bodies of people are enough to sort of um, muddy the waters um, when we're talking about like how close people are. So, you know, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect system. Um, and there's definitely some challenges, but there are a lot of people who are behind this who think that this really can help. And I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges that we face right now is knowing who has the virus quickly and who they exposed so that those people can take the necessary precautions so that they don't pass on the virus unwittingly, right? Uh, and this system, when it works as it's designed, should theoretically help with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, when considering what we know about the virus so far, I mean, the kind of groups that would be most served by this, I would say, would be people who are essential workers, like people working in retail or grocery stores, things like that would probably be the most effective. While if you're a white collar worker, you know, like us, they're able to work from home it's not as helpful, but if you're someone who like, you know, deals with the public, you might want to consider signing up because, you know, if you're already, you know, on Facebook or Twitter or anything, you already have some of your data in the cloud. This is just another thing on the list of things that we all have nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I think that everybody should consider putting this thing on their phone. I mean, really like the data that's stored is so anonymized. Um, they've taken a lot of precautions to make sure that it's not something that can be used against you or uh, farmed out, you know, and, and I think ultimately, we're in the midst of a pandemic that has relentlessly been spreading relentlessly. I mean, look at the stay at home order that we're under right now. We're under that order because our hospitals are running out of room, you know, and they're running out of room because this virus is everywhere. It's infiltrated our counties. And, you know, one of the primary ways to keep this virus from spreading is knowing quickly how many people were exposed to it, when and where, and telling those people to isolate, to quarantine, to do what they need to do to make sure that they're not spreading the virus. And if this can help us do that, I mean, it'll be interesting mm. to see if it's if it's too late, though. I know that we certainly. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we've been talking about for a very long time. We have the news of a vaccine on the horizon. I think it remains to be seen how that will affect people's desire to opt into something like this. Um, you know, how much, you know, are people gonna feel kind of like that's like we're already in the safe zone and so they don't need this other thing. Um, I think I think we'll have to see. It'll be really interesting to see how many people uh, sign up um, when it launches on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And like these services were up and running in other parts of the world, like in April. Why did it take, Till December for it to happen here. Yeah, right. Uh, privacy concerns. Privacy concerns, one hundred percent. I think too. Um, I think that uh, it can sometimes take a little time and effort to understand sort of how these things work. 
Um, and I think particularly California has shown over the last several years, I mean, legislation points to this, um, that we are sensitive to how people's data is used. Um, and I think, as the governor said today, they wanted to make sure that they weren't moving too quickly. Um, will there be a criticism in the future that they didn't move quickly enough on something like this? Uh, I'm, I, I guess that remains to be seen. And we know now, um, you know, after the pandemic, how they're going to decommission this kind of technology. Do they have a plan for that yet? They do. Uh, so Apple and Google have pledged to essentially just flip the switch on this system once it's not needed anymore. Um, that was something that they said at the very beginning. Um, the idea is only during the pandemic. That's what they need it for. And honestly, it, you know, it wouldn't really do much good in any other situation. Um, the system is really set up um, and based around positive COVID tests. And so once you don't have positive COVID tests anymore, um, you know, this isn't something that we're likely to see. Granted, you know, that's taking them at their word that they're going to decommission this thing and put it to bed. Um, so who knows if they figure out something else that they would like to keep people from spreading. Mm-hmm. And finally, as you've said, we've been in the most intense part of the pandemic for the greater part of, you know, last month and things are looking even more dire. Is this too little too late? I know. I mean, I think that's the big question. Um, it's hard to it's hard to answer that question. I, I think that um, a lot of people were really excited about this technology and have been pushing for many, many months to um, make it so that this is something that's available to California residents. Um, and it comes at a it comes at a difficult time. I mean, we, you know, we were got thrust into the purple tier here in San Diego County, and we were just kind of wrapping our minds around those new restrictions. And then here's a new stay at home order, um, you know, that's going to last at least three weeks, but perhaps longer if our ICU numbers don't recover. Um, and so, you know, this really is the time where we are working together as a community to try and kind of pull this virus, um, you know, back from the immense spread that we're seeing right now. Um, and if this can help with that, even for a short period of time, then um, then it might just be worth it. Yeah, and certainly it's worth reiterating that like with the sheer amount of cases that are known, doing those things that were, you know, lightly risky or moderately risky, you know, in the summer are now very risky now. And it's, it's difficult for human brains to wrap their minds about that. But there's just so much more virus in San Diego County and California than there were before. So that's why you're seeing this push just to shut everything down because spread has just gotten to levels where it's no longer easy to control. Yeah, and I mean, to dovetail on that statement, that makes the contact tracing process so much more difficult. You know, having somebody call you and say, okay, where are the places that you could have gone over the last several weeks that you may have been exposed? I mean, if it's a long enough list, it's going to be impossible for anybody to list all the people they could possibly expose. And that's one of the strengths of this sort of system is you don't have to know. You don't have to know all the people because your phone is sort of doing it for you in the background. Mm -hmm. Certainly. It'll be interesting to see how many people sign up, you know, a week or so from now. It sure will be. All right. Lindsay Winkley, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to include the San Diego Union Tribune in your morning routine, check out our daily flash briefing. Every weekday morning, hear a quick summary of the day's top stories. Just search San Diego Union Tribune wherever you get your podcasts, including smart speakers. Until next time.